0: Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Ellie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys toward wellness and how to navigate it all.
1: We were inspired to learn about the journeys of normal people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices, from physical to emotional to spiritual, to figure out what wellness means to them and what works for them.
0: We aren't doctors or experts, just average ladies figuring out how to live our best lives while tackling topics all across the wellness spectrum. It takes courage to share these journeys, and by talking about them and sharing personal stories of real people, we aim to destigmatize the process. Join us as we in our community share our courageous wellness.
1: This episode is brought to you by Beekeepers Naturals. If you have listened to our episode with founder Carly Stein, then you already know how powerful Beekeepers Naturals products are.
0: Beekeepers Naturals is a wellness company specializing in innovative nutraceuticals made from healing hive compounds and plant-based ingredients. Their mission is to improve people's health naturally and save the bees. Allie and I are
1: absolutely obsessed with these products and have been using them consistently since December when Carly was on the podcast. So Ali, what is your favorite Beekeepers Naturals product?
0: I love the Propolis Throat Spray. Mm. I have used it consistently through the entire winter, and it's the first year of my life that I did not contract one head cold or sinus infection. Um, It's been my immune system's secret weapon, which makes sense since Propolis is basically the immune system of the beehive and has germ-fighting properties. What about you?
1: I love the propolis so much too, especially as somebody who always got strep throat and throat infections. It has, it has actually changed my life yeah. completely. But with that said, my favorite product is the Be Chill Hemp Honey. Be Chill Hemp Honey delivers a powerful 28 milligrams of hemp oil per teaspoon so that you can find your bliss. Made with USA grown hemp, it is non psychoactive and contains 0% THC. I sleep like a baby when I take it before bed, and it seriously takes the edge off of my whole day. It also hits the spot when I'm craving something sweet after dinner, which is just an added bonus. Yeah.
0: (laughs) If you want to try the Propolis or Bee Chill Hemp Honey or any of the other amazing products, you can receive 15% off your Beekeepers Naturals order by using the code Courageous Wellness, all one word, at checkout. Or visit beekeepersnaturals.com slash Courageous Wellness. And you can also find the direct link in our show notes.
1: good morning good morning <laughs> it is yeah I was like but you might not be listening to this in the morning so good whatever time of day it whatever is time you. of day I am having such a day today Allie I stubbed my toe first thing in the morning first thing I get out of bed I stubbed my toe making breakfast I spilt my protein powder all over the floor I was making a Robin Eucalyptus power parfait which was so good um But yeah, I'm just having one of those days where it's like, boom, boom, boom. But what's nice about today is I'm not being mean to myself. I'm just kind of like, ah. This is That's happening. Okay. I stubbed my toe. This is happening. I, I had I forgot things at my house twice as I was leaving, so I had to come back up twice. My yeah. husband was like, you're back again? <laughs> I was like, yes, I am back again. I forgot something else. Be so. excited. <laughs> I'm just leaning in. But yeah. um, hi, everyone.
0: It's just the two of us today. We're doing a solo episode. It's weird to say solo episode because there's, <laughs> we're never actually solo. There's two of there us. There is two of us. A duo episode so. instead of a trio
1: episode. But we know we have um, a lot of new listeners and um, this episode is our one-year anniversary, which we'll talk about since we started the podcast, which is so wild. Um, but today, you know, we really wanted to talk about how we met, because we've never really talked about that on the podcast, and a couple people have started asking. asking us yeah. um, how we met. And through that, we're also going to talk about adult friendships, so we're yes. really excited about talking about that. But um, first, we just wanted to share, we actually have two exciting new codes for anybody who um, wants to try these two things. I'm going to say what they are. So, you know, we talk so much about gut health and bone broth specifically, and we're both really obsessed. Um, And we've we've even done two episodes on bone broth. Yeah, and more than that on the gut. Um, So... We're so excited because our friends at Owl Venice, One Whole Life, have given us a code um, to give to our listeners for 10% off all of their products. So they have bone broths, they have shakes, um, they have a gut reset cleanse, which Allie and I both did and loved, and um, they ship nationwide, so no matter where you are, you can get
0: their delicious, delicious bone broth elixirs. And I think they've recently started um, some skin, like products as I know well, we, have to we have to that. we have to like check that out we're so we're, excited and they have a new um, brick and mortar store on van in, in Venice so if you're local go check them out yes but so for 10%
1: off their products um, you just have to type code courageous at checkout and their website is owlmenace.com great so um, yes yeah, so exciting about that and then also if you listen to our episode with um, Stephen Pastorino and Rachel Katzman of Pevolve. Um, they also have offered our listeners a code. If you want to try their workouts for free for 30 days, you also just have to
0: use code courageous. Yeah. So, and we've been doing the workouts and yeah, they're it's really, really good. It's really great. It's like small isolated movements that, um, are really about like strengthening all those like little tiny muscles around your knees and your ankles and your back and your core and, uh, all the things that like, sometimes we don't target. No. Yeah. That, I mean, trust me you will have a hard time walking the next day. And you'll be like, how did that even happen? Yeah, I couldn't believe how
1: sore I was because it was 30 minutes and so simple. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So
0: check it out if you guys are interested. And as always, we have our other wonderful codes that we offer
1: you. So we actually have a highlights now on our Instagram page that has all of our discount codes. So it's an easy place to check it out and get the websites and all of that. So, um, now we can jump into uh, the story of how we met, the story of us. So
0: romantic. Um, yeah. So do you want me to start? You can start. (laughs) So I, about five, a little under five years ago. It'll be five years. In in November. In November our anniversary, our fun Yeah, November is actually when I met you, like, yeah, the first time. that's, like, the first time we met. So, um, and I remember this because I was invited through a, a colleague of mine, actually. I was doing a show in New York um, the summer prior to that, a musical, because I, for those of you who don't know, my other life is as a musical, theater, and performer, and singer, um, an actor, and... And so I was doing a musical, a new musical in New York for that entire summer and was working with a guy who was based out of LA, but I had just known him in multiple iterations of the workshop that we had done in LA. And then the show opened for the summer in New York as a part of a big festival there. And there were a couple of us from the original cast that got asked to go and he and I were working and then I ran into him and another cast member of ours after rehearsal one day on the street, and I said, where are you guys going? And they were like, oh, we're we're um, Buddhists, we're going to chant. And I was like, that sounds cool, bye. <laughs> like, it was just like, oh, that's awesome, I didn't know. And th- this other friend was like, they had a huge age difference, and this other friend was from um, Italy, but they had just sort of like struck up a friendship and we're going to chant. So I really didn't know anything about that. Flash forward to the fall, I got a call out of the blue back in L.A., If I wanted to go to a Buddhist meeting and through this friend and I was actually available, like I was available to go, but I didn't know what I was getting myself into. (laughs) So I dragged a girlfriend of mine. I like literally bribed her. I was like, I don't know if this is going to be really cool or really weird. So can you come with me? I'll buy you a bagel coffee and pick you up. That was my bribery. And like a good New Yorker that she was, she took the bait (laughs) and came with me and it was a small kind of discussion meeting at someone's home in Bel Air. It was really great group of people, good vibes. And I had this one sort of colleague that I knew and there was a little guest speaker that day. And the guest speaker was none other than Erica Stein. And that's, that's, That's how we the met. origin. I remember. It was so
1: crazy. So, yeah, so we met through our Buddhist practice, Ali and I. I've been practicing Buddhism. My parents have been practicing for almost 40 years. So I am 30. So I grew up in the practice. In the practice. So, yeah. Always practicing Buddhism. And, you know, um, for anyone who's interested in Buddhism, we practice with the SGI USA, which is a lay Buddhist organization. Yeah. Um, we chant Nam-myoho-renge-kyo. That's the chant. So we always reference, like, we chant morning and evening. Um, but that's actually what we chant. That is what we, we chant. we haven't really talked about. Nam-myoho-renge-kyo. Yeah. So um, I think it's SGI dash usa.org if mm-hmm. anyone wants to look it up and it's an amazing organization that's really about like tapping into your ultimate happiness that you know um really just exists and lives inside of all of us and through chanting yeah. these words we're really able to pull it out and feel our buddhahood
0: yeah um, and the organization on the whole really has the goal of world, world peace, peace
1: right so world peace through the happiness of each individual yeah. so it's an amazing organization that we love and yeah so um that's how Ali and I met, was through this Buddhist organization, which is super neat. And I remember seeing her and her friend. And they were so, like, you know, like, so yeah, just, we were, like, like really doing that, like, I like, really remember. Yeah, but Ali and I, you know, what's so great about our Buddhist organization is they have so many, like, young women's gatherings yeah. that are, like, specific to young women. And, you know, so you really get to meet, like, a wide variety of people. And I, I've personally made so many great friendships yeah. through there's the organization. A, there's a great community. Yeah. Um, and Ali became one of them. So, you know, in the beginning... I Indeed. I
0: liked
1: it. <laughs> so, you know, in the beginning, we were like, you know, we're we're similar age. We, you know, she was she is, you know, a singer and a performer and I work in entertainment. So, we had a lot of um, yeah, we had stuff in common. St- stuff in common um and yeah, we just liked each other. So, we started like socially hanging out, yeah. like brunches, cocktails, had coffees. some mutual
0: friends too. Yeah, with like, the organization,
1: so wild. Yeah, so we started um, hanging out and socializing, but we weren't like tight. Like she wasn't someone, which is so crazy because now we talk like a hundred times a day about the podcast. Yeah, and different no. things going on. But you know, she wasn't someone I would just like call out of the blue right. and like share my deepest. Right, secrets we
0: would with. see each other on occasion and have a lot of fun when we did. Exactly, kind of and then ali left for japan
1: about yes, I, a year a year late
0: how long no that? it was a couple it was a couple years a later. couple of years later so um i left like i got that contract end of 2016 i was gone all of 2017 half of 2018 yeah so i was gone for a year and a half um of the time, like sort of, of the time since I've known you, I, yes. was, I had left for a year and a half.
1: Yes, and mm-hmm. you, I did know you through your cancer yeah. diagnosis and recovery. I remember after Ali got um, the staples in her back, you were like, "Hug me gently, <laughs> little." Like I was so scared. Like you had this big, like, like um, bandage, bandage on your that's back, right. and
0: you were so weak. And your mom came out, didn't she? Yeah, a couple, yeah. Both. I have three. Well. It's, like, I had three surgeries, which I've mentioned, but it was really, like, two full surgeries where I was, like, in the OR-style surgery. Uh And the first one was not like that. And so, like, the first one, they tried to do what they usually treat skin cancer with, which is Uh called, like, a Mohs-style surgery. Which, like, unfortunately, this is, like, a long-winded story, which I'm not going to go into, but, like, there was a big difference of opinion on how... Dermatology because my tumor started in the skin, but it wasn't like traditional skin cancer. Versus oncology wanted mm. to treat it, and I basically started in dermatology. Wow. And unfortunately, they went in to try to do like awake surgery um, and try to. D- mm. Actually, that was like the most rough experience because they like shoot you with adrenaline. Like I just really remember it. like that sucked. The scrape layer at a uh. time. Which you can't feel, obviously, but basically what happened is they put a big hole in my back. Mm -hmm. And then they realized, oh, shit, this cancer is way too deep for us to treat. She needs to go to the OR. But then they couldn't, they, like, literally sent me to oncology later that day. That was crazy. And then they're, like, then I had to get lung x-rays and, like, the whole, and then you're, like, all of a sudden in the cancer ward. And you're, like, oh. And I wound up being put in the hands of a wonderful surgeon, so I really feel like it all happened for, like, a right reason, but that first surgery wasn't really a full surgery. It was, like, they had tried to treat it that way, but realized it was not possible once they opened Mm -hmm. my back up, and so the first two were, like, back-to-back, like, a couple days back-to-back, so I had this huge bandage, and, um, Hole in my back that they cauterized so I wouldn't bleed. Wow! Until they could get me into the OR a few <sighs> days later. So my mom came out for both of those. Yeah, yeah that so was wild. But I remember. Yeah, sorry, that was like a tangent. No, but I just it's never so,
1: really talked about. No, that. no, it is. It's so yeah. So we knew each other through that experience, but obviously, like we'll get into. We didn't go into like like I knew she got diagnosed with cancer. I knew she was having these surgeries, you know, and we yes. were all supporting her as friends. Totally, and as, they were all. Awesome you know, then, then she healed and recovered and then yeah. she left. She went to Japan. And it's so funny because right in February of 2018, before we started the podcast, I went to Japan for like five days and Ali and I saw each other for literally five, five minutes,
0: minutes at a Buddhist meeting in Japan. Yeah. She was like, I'm going to be in town. And I was like, Oh, I just got invited to that. <laughs> I'm going to try to come. And we both were at the meeting, but, like, with different sections because I was with the international sort of...
1: Yeah. And I was with, like, this American group visiting. And there were
0: hundreds of people. And we're like, let's try to find each other. And we did. We have a picture. Maybe we'll post it in
1: stories when this episode comes out of, like, us in Japan for five minutes together, which is just wild because I never would have imagined Mm -hmm. what then started happening. So it probably was around that time that, you know, it's so funny because... (laughs) This is when our friendship really started to evolve and expand and you know, the podcast was really born. Um, through Instagram.
0: And yeah. it really it's almost like and you're like funny an Instagram friendship. One of us are-
1: very big on social, social media, media um we're, we we try to be with the courageous wellness instagram so please follow us we post lots of fun things but on our personal grams like we like we, I don't we don't, I don't post months yeah we're not like the biggest posters so but I think Allie you had posted about you were drinking a fab Force smoothie yeah. of Kelly Levesque body love which we've touched on we love that book And I think I DM'd you or we started DMing about body love because we were both reading it. And so it kind of like reconnected us and took our friendship to a different place because I feel like, oh my, because I don't know about you, but none of my friends, even like my closest friends, not that they're not into wellness, but they weren't really like, this was around the time for me that I was like in that world of learning. Like I was reading body love. I started reading the microbiome diet, you know, like I was just constantly like searching for information. I was following started following Robin Euclid who I love who talks about you know the gut microbiome and taking care of your gut health and you know you were the first person I knew who was like oh my gosh you're you might be into this too yeah
0: (laughs) I was like this is so exciting yeah I'd say you know that was we we have indirectly I think Kelly Levesque's book and Kelly Levesque to thank Kelly Levesque for
1: our, our deeper friendship and this podcast so you know again then Allie came home in March
0: End of March? Yeah, I traveled for a little while, and then I traveled some more, so I feel like I kind of got back, like... April. April. We started hanging
1: out. All the time. We started working out. We started, again, like, sharing our wellness stories. Allie didn't know me when before I lost my weight mm-hmm. um you know she I had lost most of my weight right before she met me so I didn't she didn't even, even know, know my it. story yeah, even yeah even because again I story. it wasn't something I didn't share but it's not like hi nice to meet you I lost 50 pounds you right, know like it's, just it's not. not something you you share or bring up but um we started and the podcast was then born um and and let me just
0: like I, I don't know if I remember it I don't know if like the way I remember it was the way that it happened But you and I were just, like, would never shut up about talking about this stuff. No. That finally we just, like, looked at each other one day in your apartment and we're like, we Just record. Like (laughs) it was like literally had nothing like no other. I
1: just saw the funniest meme, the funniest meme about this, and it was like Millennials have one deep conversation. Millennials, let's start a podcast. (laughs) So we are that meme. We are that meme, but you know what? But but I think, you know, I think it was so much more than about us, right? Because it was like we have these stories, we want to hear other other people's stories.
0: And we're both by nature, this is another thing, and pre- by profession, in different ways, storytellers. Exactly. So it wasn't like out of the blue we started caring about storytelling. We just have, both of us have that as a part of the work that we already did and said, you know what, it's it's interesting to us. Let's start interviewing and hearing other people's stories. Exactly.
1: And so, you know, that's a little bit about how we met and how we became friends and then deeper friends and how the podcast was born. But, you know, as people started asking us, like, how did you meet? You know, like, how did you become friends? Allie and I started really thinking about, like, you know, it it can be really hard, right? For so many people, we hear this all the time, you know, adult friendships, right? right?
0: making friends as adults.
1: Yes, making friends as an adult after college. And, um, you know, Allie and I, it isn't something either of us have really struggled with. And yes. so we started thinking about like why is that? Like why why are we able to make friends as adults post college? And actually, I have a best friend from college and I have a best friend from high school, but um I also have a best friend I met after college. Yes. You know, like I I have I have really most of my like friends in my circle are a lot of people I've met as an adult post college. Mm-hmm. And so we started talking. I know Allie has so many. <laughs> Allie has, like, so, so many close friends that she I met as really an adult. Fortunate. And as in high school. I have and kept quite a few, too. Yeah, yeah so but. we were, like, why is that, right? Like, why is that? And so Allie and I started really talking. We think it's it's really about, and it's a really hard, I think, like, like, deep deeper conversation, but really about the power of vulnerability.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think for me, you know, growing up, in a Buddhist organization and so much of the Buddhist organization that we practice in, um, you share stories, right. Mm-hmm. You share, it's, it's such like a diverse group of people from so many different types, walks of life and so many different life experiences. And we have this common thing where we chant, but we're able to share our personal stories of growth and our personal stories of you know, our personal experiences through overcoming whatever it may be. You know, and so I've always, since I was really little, just been around people who were so open about their struggles, what they were experiencing, and I was always really open. And, you know, actually, it's really weird because when I was in high school and college, not so much in college but a lot in high school and a little bit in college I almost felt like that worked against me because everyone's so young and it's very scary to be open yeah so I'd be so open I'd be like oh like this is my experience with my family and this is my experience with myself and these are my struggles and people wouldn't really respond well to that yeah but actually as an adult I think that's where I've like been able to make these deeper friendships because I don't have a lot of of course you meet people and you're like hi, nice to meet you. Who are you? But pretty quickly we get
0: deep. Mm -hmm. I don't
1: know how or why. And I think we can maybe like try to figure that out, but I'm pretty open about what I've struggled through before this podcast too. Like what my struggles have been growing up, what I'm struggling through now. You know, I'm not just like, this is my highlight reel and everything's great. Nice to meet you. You
0: know, it's interesting. I think like two things as you talk about that pop up for me, one is well, the main thing that I think stands out for me, but I think vulnerability goes along with it, is structured communities. Yeah. Um, and so you were talking about like growing up in this Buddhist organization where you where the culture was to be open and vulnerable and there was always support around that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's huge, but I also think that just the act of having a community yeah. allows you to be comfortable going into new communities. Yeah. And forging um, connection. I happen to be in a line of work for the last 10 years that every, every time I do a new job, I work intensely closely with a small to medium sized group of people very collaboratively. And anyone who's ever been involved in any sort of artistic process Mm -hmm. knows that like, it's, really vulnerable Mm -hmm. like you go in you sort of explore the emotional life of the characters you're working with but like as actors or performers you're bringing yourself your your body and your talent and your voice and your point of view which is like informed by all of your experiences Mm -hmm. are something that you bring to the table if you hope to have like truth in any performance. Yeah. And your job oftentimes, and it's actually hard when you don't have a natural bond with someone, your job is to create bonds with people yeah. that other people will respond Absolutely. to. Absolutely. And so it's like, in a way, it's why there's so many like showmances they're yeah. called, right? Or like like yes. Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Right, Anyone exactly. following that right now? Um, I, oh, is that a thing? It I might know be a thing. Erica knows all pop culture. I know nothing, so she's like <laughs> she's like my personal TMZ. Yes. Um, she's like, "Have you heard this?" And I was like, "No." Should I Google it? Um, but I think no. That's the thing. The act of telling stories, but like as an actor, as a performer, yeah. it like it requires you to like unlock your own vulnerability, and when you're doing that in very close quarters with other people, you you sort of forge these bonds. Yeah. And sometimes those bonds last for a short period of time. And I think oftentimes it's like you actually have to create real boundaries mm-hmm. because it's not real life. Exactly. And it can be a little bit confusing, I think, yeah. for a lot of people. I think that's why a lot of showmances happen or yeah. movie, whatever. Like you hear like, this person is with left this person for their new co-star. But it's like it makes total sense, if you've ever been a part of that kind of process, why people sort of fall into that yeah, rhythm. Yeah, of course. Um, but anyway, so I think it's just, I'm fortunate. I think I was able to achieve like structure and boundaries within those processes, but like I'm constantly being put in new situations where I get to work closely with other people. Yeah. And especially with other women, like in the last few years, I've been a part of like a, a female vocal group and that's really fun too. And it's like, yeah, you're not going to become best friends with everybody, but, like, you make girlfriends. Yeah, and I think it is just,
1: you know, I think it, it's really, it's really interesting because beyond my Buddhist organization, I made, actually, when I was, um, my first, one of my first jobs out of college was working in wardrobe at a television show, which mm-hmm. was incredible, and it was a department filled with women, mm-hmm. so it was only women, which was amazing, but... um, not everybody was best friends. We were all like, right. you know, nice, and some people weren't nice, you know right. honestly um but you know my t- i made i ended up making two really significant relationships from that work experience, yeah. and it didn't happen overnight mm-hmm. but and and most of the friendships um developed when I had left. so after I had left, we we became even closer, right, but you know. You know, one of them, her, her daughter was the flower girl in my wedding, you yeah. know, which is so wild that that came from a job, right? Like a work situation. But again, I think it really comes from, you know, of course you have to vibe with your people, right? right. Like there's going to be people you vibe with and there's going to be people you don't. But, you know, with Amy, who was actually on our podcast, yeah. she, she does, she did her episode. She had, ended up having breast cancer. Um, And we did a great episode with her about that. But, you know, with Amy specifically, it's like, we, I don't know if it's just because we worked in such close quarters and we just really vibed together, but we did start sharing parts of ourselves, right? Like, and it's, we did start sharing like, oh, these are my dreams or these are my goals or these are my struggles or this is my history and my past, right? And so through that, we became closer and closer and you know, when I left, we were able to really keep, you know, now we've been friends. It's crazy, like eight, almost eight or nine years, which is so wild, you know, and I haven't worked at that job in so long, but I don't, I do think it's like, yes, like you have to find, right? Like you're not going to meet friends just like sitting at home, like wishing you had friends, friends. unfortunately. And I think, I think maybe it starts like, you know, I used to chant. Since I chant, I used to chant about making really, like, significant, wonderful friendships. And so even if you don't chant, whatever you do, it's like you can meditate on it. You can visualize the type of relationships and friendships you want. So maybe that's how it starts at home. But you have to, like you said, go out and find your community.
0: Yeah, I think and, that's the thing. And finding, you know, oftentimes, and that's hard. It's hard. to It's like, it feels like the first day of school sometimes. Yeah. Like, literally... And you know, like I said, I'm in an industry where it's a little bit more built in for me. Yeah. And you don't the reality is you don't stay in touch with everybody, nor should you. No. And, and, and friendships you, evolve and change with seasons. Right. And you are like colleagues. But whether it's in your work environment or not, you can find sort of I think finding structured communities that you want to maybe get involved yeah. in, in some capacity, whether that's, like, a workout community or a meetup for, like, volunteering somewhere.
1: Exactly. You know, there's so... And I think that's... I think it can be really scary to start, but I've definitely gone to... You know, we love um, Hello Wellness events. Yeah. You know, we love Jenna and Sarah and Alicia who, you know, runs the... Um, She does so much. She's amazing. Um, But before I even knew them, you know, there was one event that I went to and Allie couldn't go and I went by myself, you know, and I like met like really cool girls there, you know, and, and it's like, you're not going to go up and be like, hi, nice to meet you. Here's like my whole life story, right? But nor nor should you, (laughs) but I think it's still like, I think just being open, like however that looks for you. It is really important. And, you know, there's a really great Netflix special um, that Ali actually told me about that I watched, and it was so good, and it's the Brene Brown, yeah. um, and it's actually all about vulnerability. Yeah, and she does um,
0: research on it, like specifically on vulnerability. Um, she's a professor in Texas. I think she's – is yeah. she at TU in Austin? No, maybe she's – no, she's in Houston. Never yeah. mind, she's in Houston.
1: Sorry. But she really talks about vulnerability, and it was really – it was really beautiful. So if you're interested in watching it or you're wondering, like, I don't know how to be vulnerable, I think that's a really great place to begin. But it is. You know, it's it's definitely – it's definitely – I think friendships are just – you know, it's interesting because there's so much emphasis, right, on, like, romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, friendships are just – as just as important, important, just as difficult to find and like just as hard when they end, you know, like totally, I think it's harder. It's Actually, hard like harder. my friendship breakups yeah. have been way harder than any romantic relationship breakup. And even now, like, even if it's been like 10 years, like I like, it's even better 10 years later. Cause I'm like, Oh, I, I have such fond memories that I love you. Yeah. And like, I hope you're doing well, even if we can't be together. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like a romantic relationship, but you know, um, but yeah, I think, I'm glad we're starting this conversation and if anybody you know wants to dm us to talk more about it I think I think these are it is important to think about and talk about but yeah from from what Ali and I have found I think you know that would be our greatest advice and what has really worked for us is like finding some sort of community yeah like Ali said whether it's a religious organization, volunteer work, a fitness community. If you love wellness like we do, you know, finding those, like, wellness events. Yeah, there's always events. A lot of them are free. Yeah. And, um, you know, just –
0: it's like just asking someone to coffee, right? It's like – it is a little, like, dating, you know? Yeah, it is. And it's, like, I think even as you start to, like, create new friendships, you do have to, like, date your friends. Yeah. Like, see – you know, it, that's why it feels weird and that's why people don't want to do it as adults because it feels like dating. That's because it is like dating. It is. And I think, you
1: know, um, one of my best friends I met um, when I was 23 or 24. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like it's so crazy because we're so close now and we talk all the time. But I like remember the early days of our friendship. You know, it took, it, 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 we did date, like we started hanging out, we started seeing each other, you know, and it just, you have to like make that commitment, you know, yeah. if it's something you want, it, it it is important to like work at it and yeah. work for it. And I do think there is like, there is a component of like visualizing or whatever your personal practice is. Like, I do think that is an important part of it to be like journaling about like, what type of friendships do you want? What right. type of, um, what type of group do you want to have? What type of, what do you want that to look like and getting really specific, regardless of whatever medium works best for you, be it praying, be it journaling, be it meditating. And then too, I think for me, it's like when I was really chanting about my friendships, I was like, well, how do I become that friend too? You know, it's like, you want like someone who cares and loves you and you have fun with. And so it's like, how can I become, become that person as well. Right. Because it's, it's definitely, friendship is definitely a two-way street. Also, I
0: think, um, a couple other things to, like, keep in mind, especially as, as you get older into, like, different decades or whatever, whatever sort of phase you may be in, I think something I've had to learn, too, is that, like, the long-term ones need to ebb and flow Mm -hmm. and have sort of ease around them, um, in order to keep those people like in order to kind of keep the relationship yeah because you are inevitably like I'm I have friends from the time I was gosh I have friends from the time that I was in utero but mm-hmm. um I also have some friends that I met in gosh like in middle school in high school mm-hmm. and that are still a part of my life yeah. and are some of them the closest people in my life but our lives look very different now than they did when we were 17. Yeah. And they're going to look different five years from now or ten yeah. years from now. And to be okay with that, to be okay with the changing dynamic of people's kind of individual yeah. trajectories um, is, I feel like, a necessity as far as, like, longevity. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. any other relationship. And then, um, yeah, I think also... It takes time and not to put too much pressure on yourself. Like I know a lot of friends in their 30s who, you know, are now at the point in their careers where they're being transferred to a new city for work and don't know anybody or choosing to travel a lot more and doing solo travel and really cool stuff, which I think takes a lot of courage to do. Um, But knowing that, like, if you're uprooted somewhere, like, you're you're not going to build a community overnight, but just, like, anything else that you're building, so that it takes time. Yeah. And that's okay, and to, like, not necessarily be defeated if it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, but, like, absolutely. even LA, they always say, like, give it two years. Yeah. And I think it takes two years. Yeah. Yeah, I it's, yeah,
1: I think it is, really like with going off of that, I think it's also really about like being all of this ultimately. Right. It's like, they talk so much about like, you'll find your romantic relationship when Mm -hmm. you're like happy with yourself. Mm -hmm. I think in that same way, like feel your feelings. If you feel lonely, if you feel sad, you know, feel those feelings. But at the same time, it's like what a great opportunity to really dive deeper into yourself yeah. and loving yourself and treasuring right. yourself. And like, what do you like and what do you enjoy right. doing? And not just meeting friends to have, right. Cause it's like, there's nothing lonelier than being surrounded by people that maybe you don't like <laughs> like that you don't vibe right. with, but you have all these, right. So it's like by taking that time to be like, what do I like? Oh, I'm going to start doing yoga. And then you keep going to yoga and then you meet that great friend who's always in your right. yoga class. And well, I think... Invite that, her to get a juice afterwards.
0: Yeah, exactly. Something. I think that gets... That you just, like, sort of hit the nail on the head with just... It doesn't matter if you're in a relationship. Yeah. And I've learned this, too, over, like, my own relationships and stuff over the years. But Or surrounded by a ton of quote-unquote friends. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you're feeling, whatever, lonely, if you're feeling alone, if you're feeling isolated... Mm-hmm. I, like having, being in a relationship or being surrounded by a bunch of people might be like a temporary distraction, but it doesn't fix that problem. Mm-hmm. And in fact, sometimes it can even heighten it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I, Absolutely. I think some of the probably like loneliest times of my entire life I've ever felt was in the context of relationships. Absolutely. So, that's something to think about, too, and I think that you're saying, like, this whole sort of focus on the self is really key to a lot of, like, the work before building
1: Absolutely, and even, like, it just reminded me, you know, we knew each other but weren't as close as we are now, yeah. and... That time, you know, both of us, when this podcast began, as we've mentioned many times on this podcast, was such a transitional time in our life, yeah, we were both going through transitions but and right before that, um, I really feel like in in a different level and layer, I was really working. On myself mm-hmm. in such a different way, you know. I've worked in the entertainment industry for ten years, and I love it. And it's, but my passion started evolving. Yeah, you know, I and was
0: mine was aligned. Yeah, online with we just
1: that. so I really started like doing a lot of work on mm-hmm. like what do I want? What I, and I, I mentioned this on our year our December, the last episode of the year, where I said, you know, I read through my journal and I had written like in February, around the time I ran into Ali, but didn't even think about this. I didn't even remember writing it down that I wanted to start a podcast, that I wanted to go back to school, you know, for nutrition. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? Um, you know, and I didn't remember writing those things down, but I think because I was actively working on myself and taking care of myself and not like by taking care of myself, I mean like journaling, creating like morning rituals, like chanting more, whatever it was that was filling my cup up. I really feel like the universe aligned it with like, here's now this opportunity right? and you're both in line at this. Right. So it's like, Right. I never, I never in a million years would have. Never. never. I look at the picture of us in Japan or I look at, um, I was like, <laughs> I was in my own Instagram hole, like just like looking up at my pictures of myself. Very vain. But I was like going through, I was like, let me look through. Um, I want, they have these, uh, this website where you can like print pictures oh, yeah, from yeah. Instagram. So I was like in this hole and I saw this picture of us, like there was like actually multiple pictures of us before from like the last, like four years, Years. whatever on my personal Instagram page. And I was like, I never would have thought never in a million years, never in a million years. So it's, you know, you don't know like that, like best friend or that co-host of a podcast you want to start could literally be someone, you know, in your environment, you just have to kind of like, be open to be open and work on yourself because ultimately like our friendship developed because both of us were working on ourselves. This podcast came from both of us working on ourselves and same like, and our passions like evolved because of that too. And even my like deepest, like you said, my deepest friendships, like same, like I have childhood friends and my best friend from high school, we've known each other since we were eight, you know, like they evolve and they change and they grow. Because we're all working on ourselves, yeah. right? And sometimes that means like, gosh, There's like, with my longest friends, like we fight with, like, <laughs> all the time, like we're siblings, you know, but we work through it and we dialogue because we're all working on ourselves. Right. And I think friendships that haven't continued, it's because we're just not... We're not in line with each other yeah. anymore, and of and course, that's it's different. Okay and it is okay too. sometimes. And I think it's a lot harder when you're younger. Like when I was like young, it like would like cripple me, yeah. or I'd be like, it's like life or death, the end of the world. Right. But honestly, like now, as a thirty year old, even friends I've ha- I had falling outs with when I was twenty or whatever, it's yeah. like if we ran into each other like that, I'd be so excited right. to see how. Like you I just have don't have any. I don't have any anger or animosity towards anybody
0: That's an amazing in my life place to be.
1: But I really think it's because, again, working on the self has led me to have friendships. I really appreciate and love, yeah. you know, having organization and community that I'm able to be vulnerable and supported as being myself. in. I think that's also part of it, too, is like to have community where when you're vulnerable, you're not rejected for being vulnerable yeah. is really important because I think, I think in the Instagram culture, it is really hard to be like, oh, I feel like shit today, you know, and then not feeling like an alien because right. life isn't all sunshine and rainbows, right. which we touch on too in our episode with Britta Bushnell, which was so amazing yeah. about like life is not all sunshine and rainbows and we have to feel that and share that so also, that we stop feeling crazy when we're like sad for a
0: week or right. whatever. Totally. I just want to also mention, sort of in the context of that, but also in this like world now, we're like hyper connected. In fact, that's sort of why recently I haven't wanted to spend as much time like on social media, courageous wellness aside. But um, I'm feeling like like really overstimulated by how much screen time is in Mm -hmm. my day, whether it's computer, phone, whatever. And I've noticed that that doesn't have a positive effect on me. Mm -hmm. It's not even just like my mental health. It doesn't have a positive effect on my physical health. My just like, but anyway, I just wanted to make the point that Brene Brown talks about there's a difference between like, we always say sharing Mm -hmm. on social media because it's such a part of our culture now, but that's not vulnerability. And Mm -hmm. she draws a really distinct line. I mean, it can be, and there are some people that do it really well. well, but It doesn't also have to be like, you don't have to, she's like, you know, sharing your Instagram and your bikini wax is not vulnerability, (laughs) right? Like, yeah. And I understand the point. It's like, there's also, it's also okay to have privacy. It's Mm -hmm. also okay to have things that aren't for anybody to see. Yeah, And, and to have that be, but it's like to have that be something like special for you. Absolutely. Or something that is also... Because you're consciously choosing to not put it on like this. You know, like 10 years ago, we didn't have that. Like, it didn't exist. And so, I think there's also a line where it's like, there's so much anxiety and weird feelings and like hyper sort of like anxious energy. Who actually touched on it? Was it when we did our Soul in the Raw episode? Mm. And um, one of those ladies was saying that there's... Yeah, it was. One of those ladies is saying that there's um this thing now called like not not people who particularly suffer with anxiety, but like a bunch of like high performer entrepreneur type A type type A type people mm. have this constant like low grade anxiety yeah. because of like all the hyper sort of like stimulus. Yeah. And I think that, you know, there's a way to be yeah, like, everything on social media is going to be curated to some Absolutely. extent. But there's also a way to be, like, honest, vulnerable, but not... But still
1: keeping things sacred. Exactly. And still keeping things... And, exactly, I think that's a really... It is really important, and I think that's where... I think, honestly, like, sometimes vulnerability on social media can even, instead of publicly sharing something, sliding into someone's DMs that you, like, yeah. really... Connect with and vibe with. I like that
0: you say that. Yeah.
1: Well, I slid. One of us slid into my DM. One of us sounds kind of dirty. It does. It is. It is. I think that's the origin is dirty. Oh. But um, but um. But I think that's
0: how our like friendship really got deeper was through Instagram just DM. No, I think it's like definitely a neutral platform. I'm just thinking it's like the way in which it's used. But it was private. I wasn't like it was private. uh, You know hey, Instagram, like,
1: hey, Allie, like, right. you know, it, it was like, oh, it's, let's see if, like, I just noticed we were doing something similar incredible. that none of my friends were doing, yeah. and I think, too, I think that's a really great place, I think that's where social media is great if you do have friends from high school or college or work right. or whatever, then you don't get to. and I realized I used to be so afraid of, like, commenting on people's Instagram pages, like, I'd be like, oh, that's so public and so weird, yeah. um, but actually now I'm, like... People appreciate that so much, you know, because everyone is like putting out so much content yeah. and most of the time it's coming from like their heart or who knows, like even if they're just sharing like a post gym selfie, you know, that's, it, they're, they're sharing it because they're sharing a part of themselves. Yeah. Right. And I think I used to be like, well, I'm not going to comment. I'm just going to like, and now I'm like, oh, I am going to comment because they cared enough to put that out and I'm vibing with it. So I'm going to comment and be like. Great post or whatever. Yeah. And I think even in little ways, those can start little connections where, you know, we started DMing in February and the podcast was born in June, right? So yeah. it's, I think too, like we live in such an instant gratification culture yeah. that I think just having patience with adult friendships is also yeah. really important because it is it is different from high school and college in the sense where you just don't see each other every day. Right. You know, it's, it's a slow burn. So I
0: also think that Those, like, sort of the connected communities and, like, digital communities can be great ways to spark up Mm -hmm. conversation. But then I would also suggest, like, then we moved it into real life. Real life, yeah. And I think there's nothing – in fact, there's, like, studies that that show this, that there's not the same – you don't learn because you don't actually – like, you're not in front of someone's face – you don't have social... You don't have, um, like, the cues, like, the empathetic cues mm-hmm. or the emotional cues that they're giving you as, like, far as a face-to-face conversation when you're only interacting digitally. Yeah. Right? It's like texting, too. Exactly. It's like you can't tell the tone sometimes. No, so yeah. So, like, if you do want to actually create a real friendship with someone, spend... You have try to meet in real life. Spend time in person.
1: Yeah. And I do think, you know, I... I come off as really extroverted. Like, yeah. I have a really... I know this. Like, I have a bubbly personality. I, I can I'm really good at talking to people. I, I come off as extroverted. But that is actually not me at all. I'm, like, an introverted extrovert. And I, I do. I have a lot of... I think they call it introverted extrovert. Extrovert, yeah. Um, and I do. I get really bad social anxiety, actually, um, which is so strange. Um, especially like, when we go to, like, even, like, events, I'm, like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm gonna have to, I don't know, like, like, meeting people, it gives me a lot of anxiety. So funny, because you're really good at
0: not nobody, showing Nobody, nobody, I also speak
1: a lot in front of, like, large groups of people. Yeah, that's true. And I'm terrified of it, but everybody's, like, I, I don't know, I think it's also because I just grew up in an environment of, like, talking to so yeah. many people, but, um, but it is, it's not something that does come naturally to me, but the more you do it, the easier the it, it becomes it. yeah and and you just like it is like courageous wellness is making that first step like yes you know inviting someone I remember even when you came back and um I think I invited you to a soul cycle class I yeah. had never been to soul you had never been to soul cycle and I invited you to a soul cycle class soul cycle had given me um some kind of promo for to bring yes. friends they were like you can bring like a few free friends, like, maybe it was, like, three or four friends, but it was at a time during the day, and so, you know, a lot of people work during the day, but I do have some artist friends who are freelance and you had just come home and you ended up being the only person I was
0: unemployed for the minute
1: yeah you went you ended, up, but I was really I don't think I've ever even told you this I would I, I like questioned almost inviting you because I was like well she just came back we don't like we're not like super super close maybe yeah. that's so weird I was like maybe we should just like get call- I was like you know I didn't know I should like we
0: sweat together
1: I was like I kind of <laughs> second guessed it um and then I was like no like I like Allie. I'm going to invite her to this class. But this is literally my process in my brain of constantly being like, I just want to be alone, right? Because yeah. that's, that's... I am introverted. Too. Yeah. And it's like, oh, like then I'm going to have to have small talk. And like... Yeah. You know, but you have luckily, to take... The, luckily,
0: luckily, she invited me. But
1: I think it's really about battling. We all have stuff that we have to battle. And I think if... If making friends are important to you or applying whatever it is starting, you have to courageously like move past your fear.
0: Yeah. Like you And that's sort of like good advice for anything. It's like you have to approach friendship in the same way that you approach anything else. And like and that's easier said than done because it's it's scary to take that step at work or that step with a new boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever that step. But um you just gotta put yourself out there sometimes. And like what's the worst that's gonna happen? You, Nothing. Yeah,
1: or, like, you you might go, and it's, I think a lot of times we're afraid, like, we're going to be rejected, but it's, like, no, you're great, you're awesome, like, y- it's, like, you also have to make sure you like the other person, yeah. it's,
0: like, it's, and it's also okay if you don't vibe with yeah. somebody, like, I think that's the thing, too, it's, like, we, it's, like, going on a first date, you're always so worried that, like, the other person's not going to like you, and, like, how many situations, and, like, you know, you go out there, and you're, like, actually, like, maybe I'm not into this, but it's, like, no one ever thinks about that, I mean, I shouldn't say no one. I feel like most people's sort of mental conversation in those kinds of scenarios is like where you're about to put yourself out is, will I be liked? Yeah. But then you get in there and you once you get like a surge of confidence and it can be applied to anything, it can be applied to a new job, it can be... An interview, like, anything. Wait, is this what I want for me? Exactly. And, and to reframe that. And it's not always about someone else accepting you, it's about what do you want for your life too. Yeah, and you will. I think like... Trust me, if anybody's
1: listening who's struggling with this, or even if it's not friendship, but they can relate to this with relationships or career or anything, you will find what you're meant to be a part of. You just have to keep putting yourself out there and trying. And in the meantime, like, you know, you can connect with. Your courageous wellness community and you can send us a DM and we're always responding to DMS and yeah. emails and um, yeah, like we're absolutely here for anybody who has any questions or comments on anything we've talked about too in this episode, because it's definitely deep and layered and I think multiple conversations. And I'm sure me- eventually we'll probably have a guest on who can touch on this from maybe like more of a professional yeah experience, but this is our experience with, you know, adult, making adult friendships and how we met and how we were able to not only form a friendship, but, um, create a business together. Yeah. And that was such a beautiful surprise. It was, it was. And again, I really think it comes back to the self, just work on you and everything, your career, your friendships, your relationships will fall into place the more you, you take care of yourself yeah and so you know Ali I thought it would be fun since this is like our one year Yay! anniversary um of Courageous Wellness you know we always ask our guests we always what ask our guests, guests we, yeah. like or what We're, book had been has been influential to you throughout this journey and so I was like maybe we can answer it ourselves on this episode and I know Obviously, Body Love by Kelly Levesque yes. not only like sparked our friendship um, because we were sharing about it on Instagram. I'm sorry. That's Erica's phone. No Yeah, my worries. phone. There's a calendar. It's on airplane mode, but I guess calendar alerts pop up. Um, but yeah, so obviously, Body Love by Kelly Levesque um, sparked our, our deeper love. friendship uh, and, and, body our pod- and our podcast podcast it was such a great book on blood sugar and yes. just learning how to super simple way to like and not it's not like a diet book it's just how to eat to live yeah. essentially so but um so we've talked about that a lot but are there any other books for I you? Know, there's so
0: many. I really love Genius Foods by Max Lugavere. Yeah, that's a really good book. Um There's so many. I know and we have so many recommendations. There's actually so many on my like to read list yeah. to, I really want to read the 4-Hour Work Week. Yeah, that's um, come up a lot from our guests. Yeah, and um, I'm also reading some Buddhist writings mm-hmm. right now. I'm reading um, a series of novels, actually, called The New Human Revolution um, by Daisaku Ikeda, who's like the Buddhist philosopher, who's also the president of the type of Buddhism that we practice, the organization. Um, yeah, One thing that I'm sort of getting more and more interested in, so I don't know what my next read is going to be, but um, is, like, sustainability, like Mm. food, like agriculture. I'm listening to a, you know, all I do is talk about Mark Hyman's (laughs) Doctor's Pharmacy podcast, and I'm listening to an episode right now about a woman who has literally traveled around the world working with farmers Mm. um and I'm just sort of curious because they they go into like talking about uh soil and biodiversity and the importance of that um so I want to like and and how basically I want to like fix our food system Mm. so I feel like there's a big realm of reading that I have to do in front of me sort of in that topic that I haven't really dove into yet.
1: Mm, that's really interesting. I think for me, the microbiome diet yeah. was really influential to me. I'm I'm really obsessed with gut health, as we talk about a lot, but the microbiome diet was a really, really powerful book for me that just helped me learn about our gut. It's called the microbiome diet, and he does have, like, a diet you can follow, but it's actually just, like, a really informative mm. um, book i also just read the f factor diet by tanya zuckerberg okay um and it was interesting i don't think i'm going to follow the diet um but again like i read these like quote diet books just to because you know all books what i'm realizing as i read more they have to be marketed towards something right so a lot of times it has to be like here's a diet you can follow but actually there's a lot of science and information in these books right they just have to be like a sparkly. They just have to market it towards title. the masses yeah. because like if it was just like let's read a book about fiber no not as many No one's like. going to buy it. But I learned a lot about fiber that I thought was really interesting. So if you just want to learn about fiber and and just it was a really interesting book um I, I would recommend it and it's it's a pretty easy read so um the microbiome diet was really influential to me in, the, in as part of the journey as yeah. well as body love but recently I just finished reading um the f-factor diet and I just finally finished genius foods by Max Legevier and it was really good
0: so um yeah I think those might be our those recommendations are, yeah. do you have any I will we'll wrap this up soon but do you have any um podcasts you're listening to right now since we are a podcast. I listen to our podcast. Because, you know, it's like you almost
1: black out when you're doing the interview. Like, you're <laughs> yes, so in the moment. Good. You're so in the moment that I, like,
0: listen to them back and I get so inspired by our guest. I just recently started doing that back. Like, because it almost is like, you know, listening to yourself speak is not fun. But then I listened to them back and I was like, huh, that's like, we learned so much in that episode. And it's like, it's cool. It's like, wow, there's a lot of information there. Yeah, you know... I I do. I'm
1: really, like, guest-specific with podcasts, actually. So, like, I really love the Saqqara girls a lot. I find what they've done really inspirational. So whenever they're on a podcast, like, regardless of whose podcast it is, I'm like, oh, download, swipe up. Um, Same with, like, Robin Euclid. Love her. But, um, you know, I... I feel like I'm learning a lot from our guests. Like something um Amrit Sadna Khalsa shared on her episode about anxiety and intuitive eating that's really stayed with me. I'm an emotional eater and um she said which I've taken is she's like make your normal portion of food just like put whatever you're going to eat together and then when you're done because a lot of times I'm done and I'm like ooh, something sweet or oh I'm still hungry and a lot of times it comes from I'm actually really tired or maybe I'm thirsty maybe I just had a really emotional day but I'll still like go to my fridge or or I'll just feel like restrictive in that moment then like no you've finished your dinner don't eat like this is all part of the process I'm still going through through with my food journey and my food story. But she said something on that episode that I've really taken where she was like, wait twenty minutes. Mm -hmm. She was like, after you've finished eating, wait twenty minutes. And then if you're still hungry, go Go eat more food. That has actually changed my life. That's awesome. And um I should DM her and tell her. Like actually I'm gonna DM her right after this and tell her. But I do that now. And Sometimes I am hungry after 20 yeah. minutes. And then I'm like, oh, this isn't emotional anymore. But when it is emotional, it goes I'm away. not hungry after 20 minutes. Interesting. So, yeah, I'm learning a lot from our, our own oh, guests. I'm sorry, so I know lucky. that. Not even to just say that. Like I said, like, there's so many um, women that I really... Like and follow in this space, and and I do like to listen to them when they're on a podcast. Doctor's Pharmacy is always great. Mind I love Body it Green so much, yeah. Mind Body Green has some really good guests, but I'm really, I really like to find. Um, I really, I really
0: am enjoying learning from our guests. I was listening to an episode of That's So Retrograde the other day. Oh those yeah, those girls are fun. Um, they're like so wacky, but like in the best of ways. Yeah, and so they they kind of cover similar stuff that we cover, but like with a very different um tone and a very different perspective they're definitely comedic they're so fun um, so they and I just sort of like I really enjoyed how their conversation was just like really out there but in a in the best yeah ways. I listened I listened to um Robin Euclid was on okay. their podcast and it was a really
1: good episode as well I mean, obviously I've, ta- I've talked a lot about Robin Euclid today but I love her and she she talks about gut health I've read both of her books and they're they're way more fun than the microbiome diet. Yeah. Like The microbiome diet is like a black and white. A little drier. Yeah. Um, but she she approaches gut health in a really, really fun way. And I think, honestly, before I started reading, that's, like, I found people on the internet that I vibed with, and then I would find podcasts. Like, I listened to, like, every podcast Kelly Levesque was on, you yeah. know, um, that's before true. I, I get
0: specific, too, which is cool. That's why we have, like, a lot of range of topics. Exactly. Some people are going to be interested in some stuff and not other stuff. So, that being said we have to go record another
1: episode. Yes, we have so many good episodes coming up. So if you're not already, please subscribe. Um, you know, we release episodes every single Wednesday. Um, and gosh, we have a summer of fun Guys, coming up we for you.
0: Su- I wish I could say. I know. I wish I people. could say too. We might
1: have like maybe teased like little hints throughout this episode if you're paying attention. Yeah. But, and then um, those people we haven't teased. that are are so good awesome so you know please follow us on instagram at courageous wellness um because we do tuesday teasers and we give a lot of like um like we'll do some behind the scenes stuff in our stories and yeah so follow rate review if you haven't that would
0: be so helpful and yeah we'll see you next wednesday all right thanks for tuning in to another episode of courageous wellness tune in every wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week
1: Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review, and you can follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.